given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I have came from you, and they have believed that you have sent me. Now, the last time Christmas fell on a Sunday, I did my first ever children's sermon. And it seems like about the right frequency for me to do children's sermons is every time Christmas falls on a Sunday. So the message today is, is going to be really geared toward the kids. I'm going to need the kids' help. And uh, so any children in the room, I need you to come up here. I hope you're not shy about that. I need your help. Ben, you're not too shy to come up and help me, are you? Good. So if y'all would just have a seat, like right in this zone right here. Hey, Gwen, come on up. What could go wrong involving children in a sermon? It's going to go great. All right. So this is Gwen and Annie and Ben Clark, and this is Lily and Annie Lice Broadway. We've got some folks visiting with us. I wasn't sure what to expect from kids. I'm really glad y'all came out. So um, let's pray. Uh, I like to have a very controlled environment when I teach and preach, so I'm nervous. But I'm sure y'all are going to help me. And let's pray for the Lord to help us. And uh, we just have one verse we're going to look at this morning on Christmas Day. And I hope it's a blessing to, to you and to all of us. So let's pray together. Father, thank you for Jesus Christ and Christmas and all your blessings that you offer to us through Christ. And I thank you for your word. And I pray that just in these few moments together that you would tune our hearts to your voice here. And give us ears to hear and eyes to see. I ask that for these children. I ask that for myself. I ask that for each person that you brought here. Lord, please speak to us. And uh, let this receiving your word be a highlight of our Christmas this year. Listening to you. Gathering near you and, and listening to your voice through your word. Lord, please bless us in that way. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So kids, I have a question for you. You have to speak up. So everybody can hear you, because I did not plan well enough to have a mic really easily available to you. So, what would you say Jesus came to do? Why did Jesus come? To save us from our sins. Ben's hand shot up. Did he take your answer? Yeah, to save us from our sins. Anything else? Is that all he did? All he came to do. Okay, so we can have, that was going in a good direction. I think you're probably going to be right. So we have a better life. Okay, good. Be in heaven. Good. Yeah. Anything else come to mind? Okay, anything come to mind for you guys? Did they pretty well redeem us? Okay. That's good. Yeah, Jesus came and he accomplished a lot. And I think the focal point is right, and you guys were right. Uh, All of you kind of hit it from different angles. He came to save us from our sins. Did you have something? I thought you were saying something too. To save us from our sins so that we could live the way we were designed to live now, and so that we could live with God in eternity later. And so he came to do all this, as we've talked about already this morning and in previous Sundays, so we could be close to him, so that we, we could be with him. Um, and being with him brings all these blessings. And one of those blessings is that we get to hear from him. 
We get to hear his words. So let's read again what Lillian read just a minute ago. Jesus is praying right before he was about to go. He was about to go to the cross and die, and then he was going to go. He's going to ascend into heaven. And so he's looking back over his life, and, and he prays, I have given them, these disciples, the words you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. So one of the things Jesus did when he came was he gave us words. Now, I have another question for you. If you had to guess what you do, how many words do you think the average person says in a given day? In just one day, how many words? Any idea? Annie? 10,000. 10, okay, interesting. Anybody? Okay, Ben? Infinity? Infinity? Well, some may get closer to that than others do. Lily. Hmm? A million. Okay. Okay. What'd you say? About 1,000. Do y'all have any thoughts? 48,000. Okay. Well, male and female. So one study, and I don't know how accurate this is, but a scientist put on his lab coat and he did a study about this. And I don't know how they did it. But... But this study, which is quoted in newspapers, so I guess it must be somewhat legit, says that 7,000 words per day for men, on average, 20,000 words per day, on average, for women. So y'all were in the range there. Yeah, 10 is, was probably the closest one. So a lot of words flying about all the time. I'm always, you see me, it's words, words constantly, and they're just sort of... So... Words are so cheap. I mean, they're so easy to find. There's words everywhere all the time. You see them all the time. You hear them all the time. What is the big deal about these words that God gave to Jesus to give to us? That's the question I want to wrestle with. I'm not going to make you answer that one. Listen to the scripture again. Listen to the verse again, and let's get a, let's get a little bit of a, an idea of why these words are so important. Jesus says, For I have given them the words... That you gave me, and they have received them. So these are special words that God the Father gave God the Son to give to his disciples, who would then give to the first people of the church, who would then give to us in the Bible. So these are very important words that come from God the Father. Okay? The words that you gave me. Now, have words ever hurt you before? They say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But that's not really true, is it? Words can hurt way deeper than sticks and stones sometimes, can't they? Have words ever hurt you guys? I'm sure they have. Have words ever helped you? Okay, how have words helped you in the past? Okay, yeah, it tells you how to live, maybe teaching and guidance. What are some other ways good words help? Okay. Yeah, encouragement. She said in the swim team, her friends would encourage her and say, keep swimming, keep going. Okay. Okay. So if our words, you know, just the words of a guy, just Matt or Ben or Gwen or you guys, if our words have the power to affect each other, have the power to hurt each other, have the power to build each other up, have the power to enable Annie to keep swimming, have the power to teach or instruct or warn, if our words have power, how much more 
must God's words have power? Did you know how God created everything? Words. He spoke, and they began to exist. And so God's words are powerful, powerful, powerful. And he gave Jesus a stockpile of of special words to bring to his disciples, to give to them, that have been passed along to us. That's one of the reasons Jesus came. He was a messenger from God the Father. God the Father gave God the Son words. We call it the gospel, good news, good words about the fact that Jesus was going to be king over everything. Good words to tell us about the way God was going to forgive our sins through Jesus' death on the cross. Words that were going to teach us, instruct us how to repent and receive that forgiveness and trust in and follow Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. Words that were going to enable us to be with God forever. So as we celebrate Christmas, this is a big part of the gift, were these words. Now, what are we supposed to do with these words? Now, before you answer, listen back to the passage and see what the disciples did with these words. Jesus said, For I have given them the words that you gave to me, and they have received them. Okay, we're supposed to receive them. Did y'all receive any Christmas presents this morning? couple? You did? Okay. Who wants to help me demonstrate receiving? Well, Lillian, you already read some scripture. I don't want it to be the Broadway show here this morning. How about Ben? Okay. Ben, stand right here. Okay. Okay. So, we're going to demonstrate receiving. This is a gift. I'm going to give it to you, and I'd like for you to receive it. Okay, did you notice what happened? Did you see? He reached, and he took the gift, and he held on to it. And if I'd given him time, he would have opened it, and he would have found there's like $500 in here. No, it's not. It is a real gift. <laughs> it is a real gift, and you will get to keep it. Now, I want you to put your hands behind your back and leave them there. Like, like clasp your hands and hold on. Okay, and don't, whatever I do, don't, doesn't matter. Don't use your arms. Just leave them just like that, okay? Now, is this receiving? Hey, Ben, I got you this gift. It's great. Here, here it is again. Try it again. No, no, no. Leave your hands. Leave your hands. Now, now, what if every week or every day I came up to you and said, I've got this awesome gift. I traveled really far to give it to you. Leave your hands clasped. Here. Every day, over and over again. You've been exposed to the gift. You've seen the gift. You've been near the gift. But have you received the gift? No. So now you can use your arms. How do you receive a gift? Just reach out and get it. Take it. And you can keep it. Thank you for volunteering. You can hang on to it. Maybe don't open it now so it won't be a distraction. I'm sure it won't be distracting wondering what's in it. Yet receiving is a simple concept, yet when it comes to God's words, somehow we, we miss it. And so we'll come to church and it'll just... And it'll just bounce off and we'll leave as if something magical should have happened. When in reality, we should have received these words of Jesus. We should have reached out and grabbed them, made them our own. We should have reached out and said, okay, I've heard these words about you being the Savior, and I want you to be my Savior. I'm going to trust in these words. Okay, I've heard this instruction about how you're going to be the Lord and the King. I want you to be my Lord, my King, and I'm going to listen to these words and live by these words. Receiving is what disciples do. Christmas is about receiving. You know, it's more blessed to give than receive, but in Christianity, it's kind of turned around. We are receivers. And one of the things we receive through Jesus is these, these words about salvation and how to live. I'm almost done. Y'all are doing great. 
Y'all are, okay. So why are these words so great? I'll tell you one quick story, and then I'm, I'm going to stop. So once upon a time, this is true, though. I don't want to start with once upon a time. This really happened. So Jesus, when he was first beginning his ministry, he was a little younger than me. He was probably about 30. He got baptized, and then he began his public ministry. But before he did, before he started preaching, he went to go pray for a really long time. And the Bible teaches that he went and he prayed, and that's all he did. He didn't eat or drink. He was fasting and praying. And so if you don't eat or drink for a long time, what happens? You get hungry and you get thirsty. And so our enemy, Satan, came and he tempted him. He tempted Jesus to make bread in a way that he wasn't supposed to, in a way that wasn't going to glorify God, in a way that he wasn't told to do. And Jesus said to him, Man cannot live by bread alone, but on every word that God speaks. Man cannot live by bread alone, but on every word that God speaks. So you know how it feels when you get hungry. And I think you know what would happen to you if you, if you never ate again. You just sort of shrivel up, you get sickly, and then eventually you die. See, these words are so important. They're like food for your soul. And you can't go without them. You can't live on bread alone. You, all the feasting you've been doing at Christmas is good for a little while, but it doesn't satisfy your souls. It doesn't nourish your souls. When you lay your head on your pillow at night... If you were empty in your soul before you began the celebrations, you remain that way. But these words nourish your soul. These words nourish your spirit. These words nourish your heart. Man cannot live by bread alone, but on every word that God speaks. So, Jesus came so that we could be close to God, so that our sins could be forgiven. He loves you guys so much. He loves you guys so much. He went to such great lengths so that you could be close to him. And he wants to speak to you. And he wants to speak good things to you, life-giving things to you. So let's celebrate Christmas by listening to God, growing close to God. Okay? Y'all did really, really well. Let me pray for you, and I'll let you go back to your seats. After I give you, I do have a little gift for each of you. Okay? So let's pray. Father, thank you for your words that you sent with your Son, the Word, Jesus Christ. Lord, may we receive them like the disciples did. Each of these children, may they receive your words and be saved by trusting and following Jesus Christ. May that be the case for each of us this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.